Greetings, my excellent friend. Bill. What? Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. This is Wild Stallions, your weekly podcast and your only local podcast covering the Salt Lake Stallions here along the Wasatch Front. I'm Jay Catch. He is my fearless co-host, Sean Walker. He of the Hot Takes. Sean, how are you? We're number one. We're number one. Who are you we're talking number about? One. Who are you talking about? We're not number one. Wild Stallions. Oh, number, we're number the, one. We're okay, the yeah. number one Salt Lake Stallions I thought you were talking about Salt Lake tonight. Stallions as a team. I'm like, they're not number one right now. The number one, the number one Salt Lake Stallions podcast on iTunes, y'all. Good point. On iTunes. Yeah. Go hit us up. We're number one. We're yeah, number one. That's right. <laughs> Ratings and reviews. Much appreciated, please. Yes. Those Shout out to Stallions Nation, those who have left a rating so far. A couple of you have. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't. What are you waiting for? Just uh, whatever device you're listening to this on, yeah. your your speaker, your your phone, your your iPad, whatever it is, go over to, go over to iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Pause pause this recording because yeah, we, we'll, you don't want to miss anything. Pause it right now. Pause it right now. Pause. Okay, and then pause it. Go over to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. Leave us. A, you know what? Leave us whatever review you want. You could say literally whatever you want if you leave us five stars. That's Give us five stars yeah. and you can say anything. You so, can you can talk about my mother. Okay, don't talk about my mother. Whoa, but, hey. but you can let's you can leave, make you can leave, make fun of me. Let's that's leave fine. mothers and trucks out of this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can make fun of me. That's fine. You know, I know I've got a weird voice. Jake's the professional radio guy over here. Right. I'm just some guy. Um, so yeah, so you can do whatever. But uh, yeah, just rating a review on, on a ser- on a serious note, Sean. You and I we do a number of podcasts together. I also do another podcast called Locked On Cougars. It covers BYU sports. I do it every day. Those ratings and reviews, Sean. As I say on my other podcasts, they're worth their weight in gold. Oh, big in time podcast terms. So big time. Anything you guys can do to help us out that way, much appreciated. But we we're do, not asking for money. Yeah, exactly. we're not. We're not asking you to pay us. No, it's, but if you could take like two minutes, it doesn't even take that long. Yeah. yeah so just, just open up your podcast app, give us a rating, give us a review. So yeah, we actually had really a game, Sean. It. We had a game. The Salt Lake Stallions went to Arizona. A game? Are you, you were you were talking about practice, right? Well, we were talking about practice for a few weeks there, but we talked about a an game. actual game, yeah. A game? Yeah, Not so game. Uh, Salt Lake Stallions went on the road, and they played at Arizona, and it was a it was exciting. That first weekend of, of AAF football, I was very excited for it. I watched the, I'd say probably 95% of all four of those games. I was, I, I, I didn't realize for a minute there that I actually could stream. So they had the simulcast of the opening night with um, San Diego and at San Antonio, mm-hmm. but also Orlando mm-hmm. and Atlanta. Was it Orlando and Atlanta? Hope I'm correct on that. But the simulcast, I didn't know I could yep. I could stream the other game on AA, AAF.com. Mm-hmm. So I tuned in that a little bit late. But I watched the majority of all four of the games this weekend. It was a ton of fun to finally see the product on the field. Yes, there are things that definitely need cleaning up. And that's not exclusive to the Salt Lake Stallions. There's some quarterback play out there. Offensive line play, I think, across the league mm-hmm. needs improvement. I think it's fair to say the uh, offensive skill position players are a little ahead of just about every other yeah. spot in the field. Certainly it's the defenses. Yeah. And there are some weird... 
I shouldn't say weird, but some unique defensive things yeah, that I didn't realize before yeah. this weekend um, that maybe some of the players are still kind of getting used to, yep. particularly in the defensive backfield. Yeah, exactly. Um, There's alignment that, you have to use if you want to blitz, yep. how you line up, etc. Yeah. It, it, it's very interesting. It's week one. It's week one, It's week yes. one. <laughs> Plain and simple. But it was a fun weekend, and... Us being, we covered the Salt Lake Stallions closely. They went to Arizona, and they ultimately came up on the short end here. And I think it goes back to one name in this game, Sean, and that would be that of John the Wagon Wolford. The Wolford Wagon! Shout out to... Shout out to the Wolford Wagon. Yeah, shout out to the Wolford Wagon. That that nickname comes from another podcast. You may have heard of it called The Solid Verbal. Shout out to Dan and Ty. Dan and Ty. We should collab. We should, absolutely. Dan and Ty, if you're listening, open invitation with The Solid Verbal. We'd love to collab. Yeah, exactly. But I'm, tough. Sure, I'm sure they love their AAM. <laughs> I heard them talk about it on their podcast earlier this week. They didn't say much about it, but it was a tough loss, all things considered here, Sean, because I felt like the Stallions were in this game, and they did lose Josh Woodrum, their starter, to a hamstring injury. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like, based on everything we've heard from Dennis Erickson earlier this week, that he's likely out for this week's contest at Birmingham. But the good news was... Even with Matt Linehan running the team in the second half, the Stallions played relatively well. They just ran into maybe what the well, actually, okay, may, not maybe. We saw the preseason projections, the betting odds for the Hotshots had them as the favorite. They looked every bit the favorite, I thought, in week one. Yeah, they looked, they, I mean, Arizona looked really good. Like, let's not sugarcoat it. Yeah. Arizona looked really, really good. This was billed as the top two betting odds favorites mm-hmm. right here on opening week, um, at least according to Westgate Las Vegas. And, uh, and it was, it was looking that way for a while. I mean, it was a three point game at half. Yep. Um, and then, Salt Lake loses Josh Woodrum. They become a little bit more one-dimensional. Matt Linehan came in and, and did some good things, um, but he he uh, he also looked a little bit at times like somebody who maybe hasn't been getting as many reps through through uh, through camp as as Woodrum, which you would expect, you know, as the st- starter to a backup. Uh, and they just simply ran out of gas. So I think there are things to build on for Salt Lake. Ultimately, it's week one, and week one is just it's week one. It's just that. Yeah. Um, I do think there are some things to build on, but let's be totally honest. I mean, the hot shots right now, they look, they, they look like maybe one of the best teams in the league, certainly probably the best team out West. I would say yep. I'd put them and Orlando right up together. Orlando looks very good. Too, yeah. Yes. Orlando, the, the old ball coach has things rolling there yeah, as he, well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But, he can uh, coach football, plain and simple. Yeah, Spe- speaking of Steve Spurrier, yeah. and that's not that's not even a slight to Rick Neuheisel. He also showed he still got his chops as well. He's got it. But yeah, I mean Arizona's really good. We've got to tip our hat a little bit to the hot shots. Um, Salt Lake was just flat out beat. Yeah, uh, still a fun game, an entertaining game, a relatively competitive game. Um, and I think there are places for the Stallions to build on. Absolutely. I think that's the biggest thing is there, there's there's work to be done. The offensive line had some issues. I thought the defense as a whole all had different things they could work on. Now they head into a game. They're heading to Birmingham this weekend. We're going to preview that game a little more in depth next. But I thought that uh, watching the Stallions play, the skill positions, I'm talking about guys like Jordan Leslie. I thought Brandon Oliver was very good. I, even mm-hmm. Matt Asiata, who scored the first touchdown in Salt Lake Stallions history. Kind of cool to see a Utah a native born and raised here, played his college ball at the University of Utah. Shout out to uh, Hunter High. Hunter High, yeah. Hunter he's High. a Wolverine. Yeah, so it was just cool to see uh, 
this team finally in action. I thought that the game that the Stallions and the Hotshots played was the, by far the most competitive of the four on opening weekend. So I think that all things considered, a good debut for Salt Lake. Now they need to go and start picking up some wins here. They're still a week away from their home opener and the weather here along the Wasatch Front. I'm interested to see what that ultimately is, but we'll preview that next week yeah, when we'll that look comes. Yeah, we'll get into that shortly. But I think all things considered, this Stallions team, there are building blocks. And I, I tweeted as much on a Saturday, a Sunday night when this game played out. Yeah, and you're seeing you're seeing Dennis Erickson's. Uh, blueprints or fingerprints all oh, yeah. over the Stallions yes. team right now as well. Um, looking at the numbers, 29 rush attempts to 17 total passes. Mm-hmm. That's split over both quarterbacks. Uh, Matt Linehan, we mentioned he was 7 of 13. Josh Woodrum was 10 of 22 uh, for a touchdown and an interception with 103 yards before he went out with that injury. So you're seeing a very... I mean, it looks a lot like the University of Utah when Dennis Erickson was co-offensive coordinator. Well, it's Dennis Erickson's MO his entire coaching career. He wants a team that is a big-time running team. Joel Bonian, 39 yeah. yards on 16 attempts, yep. 16 carries. Yeah, all there. over 8 for 40, averaging 5 yards a carry. And then, of course, you mentioned Asiata. He only had the 4 attempts, 4 yards, but guess what? All that matters is you get a touchdown, and he got the lone touchdown of the crew. Yeah, and Asiata looking kind of like that big back role a yes. little bit, sort of a hybrid. I don't want to quite call him a fullback but kind of a just a, a big in at utah and byu they call it big back where yes. it's, it's a running back um it's usually technically two, still a tailback but he's bigger usually two runs between the tackles pounds, yeah. yeah yeah exactly yeah. but one position group sean that i thought was extremely impressive i think is going to be a weapon for this team going forward is the tight end group anthony denham the former ute five receptions 59 yards um nick truesdale also came mm-hmm. in when denham uh, got nicked up a little bit three catches for 23 yards how he, about that touchdown yeah, by truesdale getting those feet down man. that was great that was great and then also tanner baldry he's playing more of the h-back role but he also had a reception in this game tight ends and this goes back to dennis erickson's whole influence sean this is going to be a ground and pound team but they're also going to utilize the tight end in the passing game heavily yeah big bodies big blockers uh what did tanner baldry tell us a couple of weeks ago this team looks this looks like a team of mountain men yeah because they're just big and yep. bulky and most of them are bearded uh <laughs> yes they are. i mean it's it's definitely the case it's very much the case just from watching them on television yeah all right and then so one final note here sean we uh, should we should be transparent there neither of us traveled to the valley of the sun this past weekend we no. were watching all this on tv we did this all on tv correct but, but on that note the broadcast on the nfl network I thought it was decent. It was pretty good. Yeah. Marvin Lewis good. and Maurice Jones-Drew uh, did a decent job, yeah. I thought, all things considered. It was Marvin Lewis's first time in the booth in, what, nearly two decades? It's been a while. He's, he's been coaching in Cincinnati in the NFL for, yeah, 17 years, if I'm not mistaken. So cool to see that as well. Um, Sean, one final note we should probably mention here in terms of going forward into the Birmingham game this week. We mentioned that Woodrum, it sounds like all things uh, we've heard, is not official yet, but it sounds like he's going to be out for this game. Kalen Clay, the former Ute, he missed last week's game with a hand injury. He has not practiced to this point in the week we're recording on a Thursday, so I would I would venture to say he's questionable, if not doubtful, for the game on Saturday. And also Jordan Leslie, the former BYU wide receiver, also was listed on the uh, injured, injury 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 report that we got as limited with a hamstring injury of his own he caught a touchdown pass in the game against Arizona so here's hoping he's able to get back on the field because I think he's also a weapon they can utilize that's kind of the injury report let people know what we're looking at uh 
terms of what the team's going to look like this coming Saturday. Yeah, and then Jordan Leslie's injury, not a huge deal. He obviously he finished the game. He did practice on Wednesday. Yeah, just we should make that clear. Fashion, he was just yeah. a limited in practice. So. All right. So, yeah, there you go. All right, we will take a time out here. We're going to come back. We're going to talk more in depth about the Birmingham Iron. We're also going to play some comments from Brandon Oliver, the Stallions' leading rusher this past week. We had a chance to sit in on his conference call. We'll play that for you next as we preview this game on Saturday against Birmingham. That's all coming up next right here on Wild Stallions. Welcome on back. Of course, our theme music on this podcast is all inspired by the cult classic Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. It gave us the name for the podcast. It is We Are Equal Parts aficionados of the Salt Lake Stallions covering the Stallions. We're also aficionados of Bill and Ted. Yeah, shout out to, to Ted Theodore Logan. Yep, and Bill S. S. Bill S. Preston Esquire. Yeah, it's a Big ton of shout. fun. Absolutely. All right, Sean. Of course, Saturday is going to be the Stallions' second game of the year. It is their second road trip. They're headed back east. They're headed to Birmingham, Alabama to take on the Birmingham Iron. Birmingham. Yep. This game is set to uh, kick off at noon Mountain Time, and it's being televised on none other than Turner Network Television. You know what? Colloquial- heard of it. You you know it as TNT. Does a lot of NBA stuff, and this game is being used as a lead-in to NBA All Star Saturday Night. I think big that deal. alone is pretty cool. Yeah, big deal. Uh, certainly a showcase game. The fact that Salt Lake gets a pretty big showcase game for the league in only week two. Uh, well, whether it's Salt Lake or Birmingham, I guess it's all yeah. the same. It's a pretty big opportunity. Absolutely. It's a pretty big opportunity. And, and we, we ended last segment with a brief injury report. We should mention that uh, there is a chance Birmingham might be a little bit limited. Yes, they've, here, they've, got, they've got a number of guys on their injury report. And I think the biggest, well, the two biggest names, I, and I tweeted this out at Wild Stallions on Twitter last night, the two biggest names I saw on the report included Trent Richardson, the former number three overall pick in the NFL draft. He led Birmingham in their win on last Saturday. It was Saturday, no, Sunday they played the 26 to nothing win. He had 58 rushing yards and two touchdowns. And then also the leading receiver, Quinton Patton, a former 49ers receiver in the NFL, former Louisiana Tech product. He's also been limited this week. Yeah. And if those, I mean, if those guys can't go or they're even limited, that obviously, I mean, Trent Richardson was... I know he didn't necessarily run for a ton of yardage, but it seemed like every other play they were they were going they were, you know, giving him the ball or going through him or he was on the field in terms of a, oh, yeah. of a blocking back. Twenty three carries, twenty three of the thirty five carries in their first game went to Trent Richardson. God, that's a lot of carries. He, he had fifty eight <laughs> yards. Lot. It was an average of two point five yards per carry, but he got the two touchdowns. They win the game twenty six to nothing over the Memphis Express. So yeah, if either of them are limited, that's a problem. But the story I'm interested in, Sean, I just think this is a cool thing. Is Luis Perez? They're starting quarterback here. This is a guy that didn't play high school football. Pretty much taught himself how to throw a football, play quarterback by watching YouTube, the YouTube, YouTube videos. <laughs> He had a great showing in his first game. Yes, sir. 19 of 33, 57.6% completion percentage for only 252 yards. Yeah, have yourself a debut. One of the better debuts in terms of quarterbacks in this league. Yeah, 100%. I mean, boy, what a way to open the season, though, for, yep. for Salt Lake. Uh, 
in terms of opposing quarterbacks. You get you get uh, the Wolford wagon, as we mentioned last segment, who throws for 275 yards and four touchdowns. Yes. Um, and now you're kind of out of the frying pan and into the boiler a little bit going into Birmingham. That secondary is going to be tested by the time they get back to Salt Lake City. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Quentin Patton doing good things. Ladarius Perkins uh, catching the ball out of the backfield. Uh, hopefully I'm pronouncing this right. Devozier Felton. I'm hopefully pronouncing that right. And then Amba Etatawo are kind of the lead receivers for these guys. These guys more rely on their wide receivers. They have one tight end listed here. They had a catch in their first game, but it was for one reception by Connor Davis for two yards. So they're very much running back, wide receiver oriented. And like you said, the secondary for the Stallions, at bare minimum, once they get back here for the season opener, will be battle-tested, if, if nothing else. Yeah, 100%. All right, John, uh, let's, let's and let— we, And we should mention, yeah. they got a kicker, too. Oh, they do? Who's a yeah. kicker? I don't Birmingham even... kicker Nick Novak. He oh, was Novak. the uh, special yes, teams right. player of the week this last year. He did boom. He boomed some kicks in this game. So you're right. And he's a former NFL guy, so he's been around for yeah. quite a while. You know me. I just like to always bring up the kickers. So. No, you do. I I, 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 I mistakenly overlooked that, so that's on me. Don't, don't worry. I'm glad you brought that up. I think the cool thing is this league overall, Sean, is there are named guys that everybody recognizes playing in this league. And that's the cool part about it. So, all right, let's let a, a Stallions player tell us about Birmingham and also his opening week performance. And that's going to be none other than Brandon Oliver, the former Buffalo Bull. Um, he was on a conference call with the media yesterday. We had a chance to roll on this. And I'm going to apologize ahead of time that the quality is not quite up to the par of me and Sean's sultry voices. Cause Sorry, guys. We were recording this. It was, let's put it this way. Necessity is the mother of invention. So the way we recorded this was I had my I had my cell phone out and I had it on mute recording his responses to the questions being offered to him. I actually also asked a question in this game, in this press conference. You'll hear my voice much clearer than I think the other voices, etc. But it is what it is. So here you go. Here's Brandon Oliver speaking to the media earlier this week. When Wigan had to come out of the of the game in the second half on Saturday or Sunday. Catch from the Zone Sports Network here. I wanted to ask you in terms of uh, covering with the 
With TNT broadcasting your guys' game this week, national television audience going into NBA All-Star Saturday night, is that extra exposure exciting to you guys? Um, yeah, it's very exciting. Um, I think when I seen the schedule like a week or two ago, the TV schedule, I was, I was very excited in general uh, with the, uh, the networks that, that we had, that the AAF had, and uh, just for my family, you know, other guys' families and um, friends and fans. So uh, it's always exciting, especially, you know, someone is already watching TNT you know, leading up to All-Star Weekend, so yeah, definitely more exposure. Any other? Dean Jackson from Art Sports Central, and go ahead, I'm sorry. No, 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 you, you, that's fine, you can go. Dean Jackson from Art Sports Central and the podcast after further review. Uh, what did you, what surprised you most about this brand of football versus what you played in the past. What did, what was your biggest adjustment? Uh, biggest adjustment. Um, I said the blitzes. You know, you can only bring uh, five guys. Um, something like they have to be on the same level. Um, really, no DBs. So that's that's the biggest adjustment. You know, kick off return. You know, kick off return. But I know that's something that's really been talking about a lot, so I guess they're trying to implement it here so maybe they can get a feel for it. You know, Bill Polding is still connected with NFL guys here, uh, coaches and that are still connected with NFL, so maybe they'll get a feel for it here before they um, make that jump. But um, that, those, those two things. Brandon, what did you like about the way you guys played in that first game, and, and what are some of the adjustments you'd like to make to your own um, to your own game as like as a whole uh, for this second one coming up? Um, I felt like uh, we came out flat. I, I believe that's something that we have to do better at. Um, you know, no one's going to feel sorry for us. You know, we we are practicing every week, uh, every day. Might as well come out on fire. Um, I think that's the most important thing that we lack. Um, the second thing is, uh, you know, just continuing to, uh, when we when we get up, um, stay up. You know, don't lose that fire. You know, it's, um, I think another thing is uh, that I was proud of. Um, you know, we came out um, more, um, some drives in the second half. You know, but we, we kept shooting ourselves in the foot, you know, that's out there as only that game is over now, so we don't burn All right, there you go, Brandon Oliver and Sean, I really like what uh, Dennis Erickson did with their opening week in terms of kind of spreading carries around this team. I think they're trying to keep these running backs both fresh, but also give them equal opportunities to show what they can do. And if the run game can be more effective, I think it'll only help Matt Linehan if he ultimately does get the start in this game. He showed some good things because they were throwing the ball a lot in the second half. But going into a team like Birmingham where they shut out their opponent last week and that partially goes to the Memphis Express just having issues on offense. But this is a team that very much is built on defense and I think the Stallions need to control the clock and run the ball effectively. Yeah, both both in terms of 
of countering the iron and also just doing what they want to do. We mentioned in the first segment that this is this is a Darius, Dennis Erickson coach team. This is a team that likes to run the ball and mm-hmm. and whether they're overly effective or they're more of a four or five yards in a cloud of dust type of team I mean that might be more the case but that is I mean that's Dennis Erickson to a T that's how he was at Miami that's how he was at Arizona State that's how he was at the University of Utah um I'm pretty sure that's how he was going back to his days at Idaho. I don't remember those quite as well. I'm sure they were. Uh, I, but, I think yeah. if you've seen one Dennis Erickson coach team, you've seen what you need to see about them. And yeah, that's, they're, that's, just, that, they're known for their running games. They're known for running It's backs. not a knock. No, Let me be, not be very all. clear not about that. It's just he, he has a very distinct style. His offensive coordinator, Tim Lapineau, has worked with him multiple areas and understands Erickson's wants and desires, and that's what they do. Um, Tim Lewis, uh, speaking of the head coach here of the Birmingham Iron, he very much builds his reputation in a similar fashion, but it's, his is a little more defensive-oriented. He's been an assistant in the NFL, working on the defensive side, etc., but... This team, this Birmingham team, they want to beat you up, but then also get you on offense. Yeah, this game was so Birmingham's first game against Memphis was at nine and nothing after three quarters. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I know it finished twenty six nothing, but a lot of that was kind of a late spurt. Yep. Most notably by Trent Richardson. Uh-huh. Uh but it was nine nothing. And I get the feeling that the iron was perfectly okay playing that way. Absolutely. I mean they looked comfortable. They looked they looked controlling. They looked dominant on defense. Um I think they were okay because they held that shut up. Yeah. It doesn't matter that you know they weren't necessarily scoring at the rate that a lot of teams want to score. Yeah, uh, they held Christian Hackenberg, the former second-round pick in the NFL. Heard of him? Yeah, uh, he was 10 of 23. That completion percentage is 43.5%. That's not great. He was yeah. benched in this game. Not he threw great. for 87 yards and an interception. So, yeah, the the iron will be a stiff test here for the Stallions. But, Sean, I think if the Stallions... They can capture some of the magic I think they had in that first half of that game against Arizona. And I know that Josh Woodrum probably played a big role in helping that. And if he's able to get on the field, they'll put him out there. Don't I have no issue saying that. He's a tough kid. He's a tough kid. But even if it's Matt Linehan, he did some good things in that game against Arizona. And I would expect that if the Stallions play like they did against Arizona, I expect them to have a decent shot in this game. No, I, I I really think so, too. I mean, I said it earlier. I've been saying it for a couple of weeks. I think Arizona is going to be a very good team. They showed up to be a very good team. Uh, now that Salt Lake kind of has that out of the way and has their sort of welcome to the AAF moment against yep. what very well may be the best team in the league, um, I, I think things can only get better and only go up from here. All Certainly. right. All right, Sean. Well, let's step aside here. We'll come back with our final segment on the podcast for this week. We're going to look at the other three games in the AAF. Uh, We'll also kind of look, I guess, maybe a little bit of a look back week one for the teams we haven't touched on. But we'll look ahead to those other games, give you some of our thoughts on those. It's all coming up next right here on the Wild Stallions podcast. Final segment on the Wild Stallions podcast right now. I'm Sean. He's Jake. Sean, uh, week two in the AAF, ready to go. Salt Lake at Birmingham kick things off Saturday afternoon, 12 o'clock Mountain Time on TNT. Uh, the way the AAF has set things up is they have two games normally on a Saturday, two games on a Sunday. I like the way they set these up. They've staggered the kickoff times. 
It allows you, if you want to watch the other games, you can catch them. So Salt Lake and Birmingham at noon. That'll be followed by the second game on Saturday at 6 o'clock Mountain Time. And that is the Arizona Hot Shots at Memphis. This is not going to be pretty based on week one results. Yeah, this this one. Okay, ready? Hot take alert. Okay. This could be a bloodbath. We need well, some sort of bloodbath sound to drop in here. Yeah, we'll figure that out. But it's it is We're a low budget podcast right now. Yeah, we're still working on that stuff. We need to But but Arizona Arizona comes out on fire. Stallions fans are plenty aware of that. We've talked plenty enough about that. And now they're coming up uh at Memphis against a team that was shut out against Birmingham a week ago. Mm-hmm. Um just looked and part of it was obviously Birmingham's defense, but offensively they just looked uh, subpar, yeah. we'll say somewhat yeah. subpar. I like that a, a little, uh, a little less than they certainly would have wanted to. Um, this, I mean, this looks like kind of a, a sort of strength on strength, if, strength on strength, if you will, for Arizona. I expect the Hotshots to roll here. Yeah, I do too. I think Arizona's going to roll these guys. Memphis has got some issues they got to figure out, especially at quarterback. We talked about in the last segment, Birmingham shut them out, and they played two different quarterbacks who looked pretty much equally ineffective. So we'll see what happens there. And the interesting part about this, Sean, before we go t- uh, further on this, is so week one was intra-division matchups. We're talking Western teams played Western teams, Eastern teams played Eastern teams to kick things off. This week, it's cross-division. Mm-hmm. So Salt Lake and Birmingham. There are only eight teams, yeah, so I mean, exactly. you kind of have to line them up all yeah. at once, I guess. So Salt Lake and Birmingham, Arizona and Memphis. Our next game, so the first game on Sunday will be Orlando at San Antonio. Um, San Antonio had a great showing in the first week with in terms of the crowd. The Alamo Dome looked awesome. It was rocking. The environment was raucous. I do think, though, that Orlando's going to go in there, and if Orlando does what they did like they did in week one, they should be 2-0. and Yeah, I think this quietly might be the game of the week, though. Probably. Uh, yeah. I mean, we we are a Stallions podcast. We're Salt Lake focused. We're definitely going to be watching Salt Lake and Birmingham. Yes. Around the league, though, I think this is probably the best game of the week. I mean, it's it's the one with two undefeated teams, mm-hmm. both 1-0, yeah. obviously. But uh, but it, it's, I, it's two teams that, you know, San Antonio and Orlando both actually looked really good. Uh, coming coming out of week one, but one looks significantly better than the other. I thought overall. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's completely fair. And and we're we're left to see right now if the commander's success was also because of a couple of certain big defensive plays that we don't necessarily need to talk about. But you've probably seen uh, maybe a a hit that kind of went viral on social media. That was a way to introduce yourself to the world, the Alliance of American Football. Welcome to the league, Mike Bercovici. Holy smokes. So, okay. We'll just name him. We'll Sean. Name him. Welcome, my, welcome to the league, yeah. Berko. My, my wife, she, I work in sports media, so she, she, she ends up catching a lot of games and whatnot, and she's not necessarily the biggest football fan in the entire world, but she, she walked by the TV when that hit went down live, and she said, Holy smokes, what just happened to him? <laughs> that is that is apropos. His that, helmet that came flying off. I saw it. it just immediately went viral on social media on Twitter. It was an insane hit. But this is going to be an interesting game. you got Mike Riley for San Antonio matching wits with the old ball coach and Steve Spurrier. I'm taking Orlando on the road. Um, yeah, and a brand new quarterback. Philip Nelson will be starting. Uh, or, sorry. Um, but uh, cut that out. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. Uh, uh, 100%. You know, both of these teams look great. San Antonio, Orlando. I, I think they're uh, 
both of them are going to have a, a very good season, but Orlando, in a lot of ways, they just looked. Maybe part of it was playing Atlanta in opening week. We'll see. Gary Gilbert here, looked good, though. You know, but Orlando looks to be on on another on another level from several of the other franchises in the AAF. Absolutely. All right, and then the final game we'll preview here is Atlanta at San Diego. This is a long trip for Atlanta to make. You got to go clear across the country to the world's. Uh, World's greatest city, or is it America's best city? Is that what they call themselves in San Diego? Um, um, God's country. God's country. I just call it God's America's country. America's best city, whatever they call it. This is an interesting game here, Sean, because I, I look at it, and Atlanta didn't have a good debut. Neither did San Diego. San Diego showed some things, but uh, yeah, it was not a great debut for them. You're talking about Berkovici here. It sounds like uh, Philip Nelson's in line to start after Berko was was benched in their season opener. Mike Martz has got his work Not cut. necessarily for injury? No. Which might be unexpected considering that hit that he yes. took. Um, Just more of performance. Yeah, but but Burko also, he, he wasn't great. And whether yeah. whether maybe he really did get injured and yeah, exactly. that might have played into it, uh, we don't know for sure. But but Burko didn't play great. Philip Nelson's going to get the start for San Diego. We'll see if he has some uh, slightly higher success rate. Well, yeah, team. and... Atlanta didn't look great. They've got all kinds of coaching dysfunction. Brad Childress departed before the season started. They were promoting that Michael Vick was going to be the offensive coordinator. Then all of a sudden, their season opener, he's not calling plays. And now it comes out that he's moving into a more of a league-wide role with the player development deal. I think that this sets up for San Diego to pick up a win here. So I'm going to take the fleet in this game over Atlanta. Yeah, I think I like the fleet in this one. Um, I mentioned to you off air. This is a little bit of the. We should get this sponsored. Um, but uh, this is kind of the pillow fight game of the week. It is. I, I, I told you how excited I am for Orlando San Antonio. I don't know if I'm overly excited for this game. Um, I'll probably watch or I'll at least check in here and there. This might be my vacuum game. Okay. AKA yeah. the game where I'm kind of slowly cleaning up around the apartment and I yeah. have it on in the background um, and look over at it. But uh, but based on the two week one performances, I like San Diego to take this one. I don't know if I like a lot of points. Um, certainly take the under, but I I do like San Diego overall. All right. So you and I have the same picks on these three games that are not the Salt Lake at Birmingham games. So let's make our pick for our the hometown team here at Salt Lake at Birmingham. Who you picking and why? Uh. I'm going to do it. I like the Stallions to finally get off the Schneid. I think they're, they I think they performed a lot better than maybe certain statistical measures and whatnot indicate against Arizona. I think the hot shots are simply going to be that good. Okay. Um, but I don't think the Stallions' performance was bad um, necessarily. I even, like I mentioned earlier, I think Matt Linehan came in and he gave him a nice little jolt, a good little bump. Uh, his, his command and his mastery of the offense looks pretty good. Um, and this is going to be a game where there will probably, I don't know if there will be room to run, but there will be time to run, yeah. certainly, which Dennis Erickson will will uh, definitely like. Um, I like the Stallions here, even on the road. Okay, I'm going to, and people are going to hate me. Send me your, send me your hate mail. I'm, gonna, I'm ready for it, but I'm going to take... You can send hate on Twitter to at PK Kenahan. <laughs> You love doing that every podcast we do. I love it. PK, of course, is a guy that I work with here locally at radio. Let him know at PK yeah. Kinahan for all of your Alliance of American Football hot takes. Oh, he's going to, yeah, he'll have a field day with that. But, Sean, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to take Birmingham in a close game. I think it's like a field goal difference, but I'm going to take the home team 
And I know Salt Lake Stallion fans Close will not game, like though. that, but I do think it's a tight game. I just feel like Birmingham's going to grind this one out. Hey, that's all you can ask for. It's a close, tight game. Yeah. All right. There you go. That's the podcast for this week. Follow us on Twitter at Wild Stallions with a Y. Uh, give us that rating and review. I, I, the five-star rating, like I said earlier in the podcast, it's worth its weight in gold. We're on iTunes. Please subscribe to it. It's a blast to bring this to you guys each and every week. Sean and I... Just something we enjoy doing, plain and simple. We enjoy podcasting. We love covering the Stallions. So keep keep it tuned here. We'll be back next week, getting you ready for week three. It's going to be the home opener for Salt Lake. It's the rematch against Arizona. There's going to be a lot to talk about with that, but we'll be recapping everything that happens in week two as well. So have a great day whenever you hear this, and enjoy the games this weekend. And be excellent to each other. Be excellent to each other. And...